0: welcome first friends church family october is missions month and we are talking about multiplication through planting disciples we are excited to be partnering with and supporting the work of stark county young life as well as a new friends church plant in cleveland with the aim to reach the indian population of that city we are so glad to have you tuning in because here at first friends church we live to glorify god together by loving him making disciples and proclaiming the gospel now for this week's message
1: good morning first friends pastor Scott Calhoun it is a delight to have in the house with us this morning Arun Massey everyone Arun thank you I've got to know Arun the first time I met you was about 10 years ago and one of the last times Arun was on this stage Believe it or not, is when he was recorded as one of a a friend's pastor here. So it's a delight to have you back. And Arun and his family, I just want to recognize too, Arun has also with his wife Shoba and daughter Melissa. So go ahead and stand over here. Welcome everybody. Welcome them. And so a little bit of background of Arun. He is uh, one of our EFM missionaries in India. Uh, Arun grew up in our in a friends' a friend's church. There, he got to know some of our friends' missionaries in in there in India, and uh, he felt a call to continue to uh, uh, to continue in their footsteps, and then became one of our EFM missionaries. And in 1995, they had a ministry called Caring Hands, and a place called Karnataka, India, is where uh, they worship inter- just uh, many different types of deities, but. Uh, Sadly, one of the things that's prominent there is sex slave trade. And so he and his wife, compelled by just the compassion of the Lord, started a ministry in 1995, ministering to these uh, young children to rescue them out of this prostitution. And so in many ways, uh, he has continued to develop uh, ministries and get them education and care and life skill, and then even seeing them... Uh, grow up and then hand them off to their future spouses even Mm -hmm. so many ways you are like grandparents the many children today and so uh they have also planted prior to the church planting effort in cleveland that uh, they're now doing uh they have planted over seven churches in karnataka india praise the lord And as you see the family stand before you, their hearts are still there in many ways. They're continuing to minister to these church leaders in Karnataka. Uh, but because of some, some pretty extreme persecution against he and his family, uh, they have felt that it is best to uh, move uh, to a different position. And the Lord works in mysterious ways. And didn't you know, we were uh, within the EFCR, we now have this heart to start planting churches you know, and so Arun has joined an effort, and now we believe that he and his family are called, and we see God's hand upon this, to start a church in Cleveland, Ohio, strategically with the Asian Indian culture. And believe it or not, it is the second largest population out of any other population up there. So Arun, thank you for saying yes. This has not been an easy yes, but the Lord has brought you to us today, and I am delighted to have you here. Uh, Arun, preach this message. This, this I, I pray that it stirs in your hearts to join the mission before us and the call behind us that God has given us to reach the nations, starting right here. In Ohio. So Arun, thank you, and thank you for your family coming and joining us. You're going to get to hear more about his ministry, as well as what, how we can participate to be a part of this church plant in Cleveland, Ohio. But let's pray for Arun before he preaches. Lord, we're so grateful for Arun and Shoba and Melissa, and Lord, the call that you placed upon their lives. Lord, I know it's been a difficult journey for them, but Lord, we are so grateful for their faithfulness and Lord, the way that you've orchestrated and knitted this situation together. Lord, it is not a good thing, it's a God thing. It doesn't mean it's not difficult, but Lord, we know that you're in it. And Lord, we know that you're with us. And Lord, so give us confidence as we continue to serve you, joining you in your mission today. I pray a special anointing upon my brother that your spirit would invade his life. And his words would echo your hearts, your truth, your gospel. And it would not just convince us, but Lord, compel us into righteous living with our Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus'
0: name, amen. 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 Yes. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Nathaniel and the church for having me here to speak what God is doing through us, in through our life, and especially in this area also. When I entered in this uh, church, I saw this pulpit, and that was a very emotional moment when a few years ago, when I came to this pulpit, and our eastern region uh, wanted me to uh, to ordain or uh, to re- uh, recognized as a pastor. And uh, that time, so many pastors were there and there was my father he was also there and he came on his stage and he prayed for me i remember that time when i was growing up uh, as a small child and young man i i saw that what was happening in india and i decided that time that anything i will do in my life but i will never be in the ministry i will never serve the lord i can do anything and I wanted to be a businessman, so I did my business training. All the masters in business administration wanted to be a businessman. But one thing I decided in the ministry, I will not do. And today, you know what I am doing here? <laughs> I am called here a church planter, a ministry who, who served the community and bring them to the Lord Jesus Christ is amazing. God's work is an amazing work in through our life. If we are willing to accept what God is doing in our life, just surrender our life and just see how God can use you. And today, after working for almost 30 years, 32 years, I think I have chosen the right path. I am so satisfied. If I would have been a businessman, or a government servant, or the big officer, I would have not satisfied what I am satisfied today in my life. I remember the day when I was one day finished my work from my office. I came to my home and I was living with the children's home. There was 70 girls who were living there and there was the a, a small apartment was there. As soon as I enter in my compound the small small children six year old five years old five, four years old children they came running open the door for me gate for me that I will enter inside and they started talking to me papa this thing happened they have seen the flower growing they have seen the, how the people are fed they got the biscuit and the cookies also today all these good things they were telling me and I told lord you have brought me in the right place. This children's life is worth living for my whole life. And that was the great privilege. And I told, Lord, I am so thankful that you have not heard my prayer those days that I don't want to be in the ministry. If this is the ministry, 100 times I will live this ministry for you, Lord Jesus. Uh, God is doing wonderful things as you know that in 1985, we both started our ministry, ministry to a community, community which is bound by the evil system. There was a big community was living there where they believed that the, the doing, the prostitution, is a worship to the goddess. And that's the way the devil has blinded those people's eyes. The devil has taken in that direction that the parents take their children, small children, and dedicate them to make the future prostitute. What is this religion? What is this happening in the world? But this was happening, I have seen from my eyes. I have seen those small, small children which were de- who were dedicated, and we both were not able to sit quietly, We were praying, Lord, send us to these people. Lord, we want to go there and work among these people. When we obeyed, we went there. We have seen the thousands of girls' lives are changed today. Today, we were were running our children's home where we had 70 girls and 30 boys were living there in our house. We were their mama and papa. And as Scott told you, we became the grandparents also because these children have so many children also. And now these children are not serving God by doing the prostitution, but these children are serving as a nurses, as a teacher, as a pastor's wife. They are raising their children. Those children are not going to be prostitutes, but they are going to be the great citizen of our country. They are going to serve our Lord Jesus Christ. They are going to do the wonderful work for our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the ministry we have done. In 1995, when we went to this community, this community is a very big community. In 95, when we did survey, there were 250,000 temple prostitutes were there who were the age of 18 and above. Below the age of 18, there will be hundreds of thousands of children will be there. India is the second largest country to provide the child prostitute. You can imagine how big the population was there. But in 1985, there was not even a single convert was there. And today I will say, because God called us, we obeyed. We went there and we see seven French churches among this community. Not only seven Big Friends churches, but there are other churches also who have come out from our ministry. And now they are looking, uh, they are doing a wonderful job, those churches. Of course, God has a different plan for us. We wanted to retire just uh, two, three years ago. We thought, why not we retire? It's so much work we have done. 28 years working there with children listening all these heartache the problems, difficulties how these children grow through listening all these things was very hard and we have done so much work Lord for you let us give 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 us the retirement so we can just retire and enjoy our life but God has a different plan he brought us here he brought us here for a different purpose people call me church planter but I don't know if I am a church planter I don't know. I have no degree on church planting. I have not studied there. I don't know. But I don't know how God helped me to start these ch- ch- churches in India, and uh, it's amazing to me. I I really just it's like a like a madness when we're eighty five we left our work and came to this ministry and I started, and today we have come here to do some work for. United States also, in this country also, there are many people are coming to this country. Cleveland has more than 165 nations represent in Cleveland area. There were some countries where the Christians are not allowed to be there, but the people are in Cleveland just an hour away from your place. There are people from that country come here And it's so nice that if we can share the love of Jesus Christ to these people, world is in turmoil today. So many hatred is going on in this world. But there is a good news which we have. All of you are sitting here today, you know what Jesus Christ has done in your life. And it will be so nice for that love what Jesus Christ has done to you, if we can share to those people from 165 nations who are here, who have never felt the love of Jesus Christ in their own community, in their own countries, in their own religion, in this community where we were working, there was no no word of love. Men come to these women to have sexual relationship, not a love relationship. There is the parents who give birth to these children, but there is no love relationship because these parents dedicate their children to goddess to become a prostitute. I will give my life for my daughter, but I will not send her for the prostitution. But because the devil has blinded these people's eyes, they don't know what they are doing for these people, children, their own children. And these are the things are happening. You have heard so many news in past few months. What is happening in the world? The world is in turmoil. The world needs Jesus Christ. And I'm so happy that God sent me to this place to just share the love of Jesus Christ to these people. Just I want to tell you the story what happened yesterday. We met some students in Youngstown, Youngstown State University, and they came, few of them came to our house previously, and they told, uncle, in in, India, nobody takes the older person's name. So they always call me uncle. Uncle, your house is very nice. Can we come sometime? We need a fellowship. We need uh, from our community the people who can come. So we told, of course, you can come to our house anytime. And they planned that yesterday on 14th, uh, 14th of uh, October, they all will come and we wanted to have a bonfire outside with good fun there, but of course weather was not good and so we were not able to do, but in this small place, we all sat together there were 35 young people came to that place from India, Nepal Bangladesh and South Korea, they were there And it was a wonderful time. I have heard these people, these students were saying that we miss our family. But coming to your house, which is so nice, because it reminds us our own family in India. And here is, I have another girl here, Vijaya Spurti. She is standing. Please stand here. She came for our meeting yesterday. She is... She is doing her master's in computer science from India. Just two months ago, she came to this country. She has no family here, but God has given given her a family in us. This is the way which we are going to do the ministry, ministering to these people, these children who have come from there. They are hurting. They need need fellowship. They need friendship. They need Indian food also. Two of the boys were... (laughs) Two of the boys were saying they were living in the hostel and it was very, very hard for them to eat. Another thing, they were the vegetarians, both of them. And to find the vegetarian food in the cafeteria was very, very hard for them. And they just enjoy what Shoba has cooked. It took long hours for Shoba to cook meal, but it was rejoicing. Night, Shoba told me when I was cooking food, It was giving me pain. But I remind myself, I am doing this for Jesus Christ. And that gave me strength to cook food for these 35 plus students. Students who were hungry, they were eating the food. So it's not just a little bit you have to cook. You have to cook a lot of food there. So please pray for our ministry in Cleveland. God has sent us for a purpose sometime I was thinking there that uh, we have come because of some problems in India. We have come because uh, there is, we needed to leave the country. But somebody prayed for me and he told no, this is not the God's purpose. God brought you for a purpose and that purpose you need to be willing to fulfill. You need to surrender your life and do the ministry for our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know what God has for me, but I know one thing, that what God has done in my life, I'm going to share to these people who are living in this place. And those hurting people, I'm sure God is going to change their life. Our God is a wonderful God and Father. And here is today's message I have taken from Matthew. Matthew where Matthew chapter 9 verses 35 to 38 there is a story when Jesus Christ when he was on this earth it says that uh, let me read that 35 Jesus went through all the town and villages teaching in their synagogues preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sicknesses. Then the 36 says, when he saw a crowd, he had compassion on them. Because they were harassed, helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciple, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out worker into his harvest field. Let's bow our head and pray. Lord, you have given us this word. You have spoken us that the harvest is is plentiful. Harvest is not our job. Harvest is your job. But our job is to obey and to work for our God who has given us the harvest. Teach us something today, Lord Jesus, that we will be willing to do what you want us to do, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In this this chapter, in this passage, if you see that Jesus Christ... He was not sitting in a place where the people were coming to him. He was not only in one church where he was preaching every day. But this says that he was going to towns, cities and villages. All the villages, all the places he was just walking through. He was going on those places. And what he was going through this, uh, this, uh, this, going to these villages, he was preaching and teaching. What he was preaching and teaching? He was preaching and teaching about the kingdom of God kingdom of God, the good news, good news, how you can be saved, how Jesus Christ has came to release us from the power of our our sin, for the curses, he wanted to release us, and after this, the uh, crucifixion, we see that he has released us from those curses, if we believe in Jesus Christ, we will be released from the curses, and that was the good thing, good, good news, which Jesus Christ was sharing, she wanted to share to the people, People. He was preaching them. He was showing from the word what the word says about his coming to this earth, on this earth. In the, on this earth, And that is the thing which he was teaching there. He was preaching there. And God was doing these things when he was here. He was going to the villages. In daytime he was going. In nighttime he was going. He was going to the afternoon when the sun was very hard when we see the Samaritan woman who was sitting on the, who came to the well, she came to the well on the afternoon time. When she came to the well to the afternoon time, because that is the time nobody walk on the street, because she wanted to hide herself, uh, because she wanted, she was not willing that the people will see her going to the well. And that was the time when she went to the well. And she went to the well to fetch the water for herself but in that afternoon time when people sleep take rest in their house the jesus christ was there in the well and it says if you read in the bible it says that was not the place where jesus was supposed to be there He was supposed to go in another direction. This is the Samaritan people. This is the untouchable people. Where you don't go. Where Jesus should have not gone. But he left his path. He left his original way. But he he diverted his path to go for just one woman. And you know, when he went there, what he saw there, he saw this woman. And he changed her life. And she became a first evangelist or the evangelist to his name. You come, she told to his people, her people going there. You come and see, maybe this is the one same man for whom we are praying, whom we are waiting for this place. She ran and told. She has forgotten everything. She has forgotten the shame she has forgotten what the sin she has gone through. She has forgotten what people are going to say. She was coming afternoon because she doesn't want to, she was not willing to listen the word which other people were saying. Oh, this is the sinful woman. She has five husbands and she is living with the husband which she is not married to. She is a characterless woman. These type of words she was not willing to Listen, that is the reason she came in the afternoon. But in this place, she forgot the shame because Jesus Christ has cleaned her shamed, And she has made, and Jesus Christ has made her pure. And that's the reason she went and started talking to people, meeting the people. How wonderful is this? Our Jesus Christ was going town, cities, in the places where. He should have not been there in those hard places. When, when this ministry came about going to America, I was telling, Lord, yes, I would like to go to America, but I would like to go to South Carolina or Florida. <laughs> and really, actually, seriously, I was praying for that. Seriously. And I saw... In my mind, there is a ministry in South Carolina also. There was Indians are there. There was Florida also. Beautiful, sunny weather. It's very nice weather. Hot weather like my weather. God has a different plan for us. And I know one thing. When we obey, God will do everything. Of course, this ministry, when 1985 also, when we started this ministry... Uh, I was in a very comfortable place, doing a wonderful job, ministry. I was doing ministry in my, my area where people speak my language, and uh, not the prostitute. But God, when God spoke to us, uh, I told Lord, "How can I go to prostitute and share the good news?" Second problem, I don't know the language. I was giving a lot of excuse to the Lord. I was telling, no, I cannot do, Lord Jesus. I don't know the language. How can... I have never lived in South India. South India and North India is totally different. I am from North India. But God told me, I have chosen you. You don't need to be there for your... what you have learned and for your uh, wisdom. You just go what I will tell you. You just do and you see. And today you see... That community has completely changed. Changed. Because I was willing to go. Leave from my comfort zone. My daughter told me one day, she told me, Papa, the God does not want you to be in comfort zone in the, cold, in the hot weather, nice weather. It has brought you to this place to experience the snow and the cold weather. So I know that God brought me for, to experience these things. To bring me out from the comfort zone. And then what happened? It's, uh, if you see the second chapter. When his uh, second verse is, says. Uh, when, uh, he saw the, when he saw the crowd. He had compassion on them. So here in the 35 verse. We see the fa- father's mission. What is the father's mission? Is to go preach the good news to the people, preach and teach, and do the healing also. That is the healing is a physical healing and the spiritual healing also. So God was doing that. In the 36th verse, it says, we see the father's compassion. The Jesus Christ felt in compassion. In this chapter, it says, when he saw the crowd, he had compassion on those people why he had compassion on those because they were harassed they were helpless like sheep without a shepherd in the communities if you will walk you will see how the people are harassed in this community where we work for 28 years they are blind by the evil system a religious practice they are bound they are harassed by those leaders In this community, they are brainwashed that they can do, that they are doing the worshiping of goddess by doing the prostitution. Many other places you go and see killing people. They say, oh, in heaven, you will be good. You will go to the heaven if you will kill the people in this world. That is the teaching is given in this world today. And everybody is going through these teachings. But when Jesus Christ saw these kind of teaching, these kinds of harassment on those crowd who were the simple people, his heart was filled with the compassion. Pain started coming from his his stomach, from his heart. For these people, how? devil has blinded these people's eyes. How devil has forced these people to go into these kind of things where they dedicate their children, where their children are killed themselves to just think that they will go to heaven. This is not the desire of my God. My God's desire is we live a life of fullness We live a life of joyfulness. We live a life of freedom. Freedom from sin. Freedom from other things. Uh, Jesus Christ. His his heart was filled with compassion. And we see when he's filled with compassion. He see in the verse 37. We see that then he said to his disciple. The harvest is plentiful. But the workers are few. That shows our God, our Father's vision. What is the vision? Is that harvest is plentiful. You don't need to give the harvest. Harvest is from the Lord. But we need worker. There is urgency is there. Because harvest is plentiful. I have a small farm in India. And sometimes when I see the harvest is ready for harvesting, I just tell my people, Oh, see, soon rain is going to come. Why not? We get more worker. Now we cannot do this harvest. Let us hire more worker so we can quickly harvest our harvest and put it in our barn. That I was telling them. And that's the same verse Jesus Christ is telling today. To each one of us, there is plentiful of harvest, is there? But the workers are few. Workers are few. True. In this world, there is real workers, are very few. There are many workers, but sometimes they are false workers. They pretend to be workers, but they are not working there in the field. But God is saying. The harvest is plentiful and the workers are very few. And in this another verse, verse 38, the Bible says, Jesus Christ told his disciple, Ask the Lord of harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Now we have seen in this uh, three, four verses. What was the father's mission? So he has given the mission. There was a compassion because people are hurting. And there is father's vision. And now we see the father, Lord Jesus Christ, also giving the solution. What is the solution? Let us pray. Let us pray so the Lord can send the workers in his harvest field. I want to tell you the story of one of our girl. This girl, her name is Manjula. She was a very small girl. Uh, She was just seven years old. And here in this picture, you can see Manjula and her sister. Manjula was seven years old. Her sister was five years old. They were living in a village, in this house, this kind of a house. Her mother was a prostitute. And uh, she will leave these two girls in the village alone, and sometimes she will just run away for a few days with her boyfriends here and there. It's not that like we do for pack our food for the house when we are leaving somewhere. No food, nothing was there for these children. But uh, this girl used to go to the garbage and collect food. This girl, Manjula, used to go to the house to house to bag food and find out and give it to the Mamta. Mamta's younger sister, four years old. She was that time. And this is the life they were living there. And one day, Manjula's mother gave a birth to a baby boy. And then she was there for the house for a few days. And the boy was a few days old, a few weeks old. And one day her mother told, Manjula's mother told to Manjula, Manjula, Take your baby boy, who is just a few months old, a month old maybe, and take care. I will just go quickly, and I will come back. Look after her. She was a seven-year-old girl. Had to look after one month old baby boy, baby brother. And the mother has gone. Few hours has passed. Mother did not come. The boy started crying. Mother did not come. And she went to the neighbor's house, asked the milk, they have given the milk. She fed the milk to the boy. Mother it did still not come. Night came. Mother did not turn. Boy was there. Boy again started crying. Crying because he was hungry. She went to house to house. Trying to beg the food. She did not get the milk. Mother did not come. That boy died on the lap of seven year old girl, Manjula some people told her about our children's home they were very far from us somebody, somebody told about that we receive a small postcard from her village the postcard used to come those days a letter used to come and uh, saying that there are two children they need your help I and Shobha drove for five hours there, went there saw the condition of Manjula and uh, Mamta and we brought them. They used to live in like this condition and we brought them to our home. When they came to our home, they started living with the children. They have a food to eat. They, have, they were able to go to school. They were able to play there. They have no worry about anything. This is the way they started living in that That our children's home and long story short the Manjula went to the nursing school to get the nursing degree she went to our bible school to study for two years in bible school where she met a a young man who was also studying there in our bible school they both got married we were mama and papa to Manjula because Manjula has nobody in the family in the in the life and so we, were, we have given this girl to the husband's hand. In our house, the wedding took place, and Manjula's husband was trained in our Bible school to be a pastor. And today, they are pastoring a church, Friends Church, in our ministry. They have a family. You see, they have one daughter, and then now they have four daughters. How wonderful is that, that God changed Manjula's life completely. God can change anybody's life. And today I want to give you the challenge. Maybe God is speaking to something, to somebody. Maybe God is speaking that you can help to some people. God is speaking that there is a need is there. And in the last, uh, I have taken a verse, verse from uh, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Then I heard a voice, his voice saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And that time, Isaiah said, Send me Lord, I am here. In this chapter, if you go before that, the Isaiah said, My lips are very dirty. I live in the place where the people speak the dirty language. I am not worthy to go. Yes, maybe many times we think we are not worthy of his calling. Many times we think, there is no way that I can go. As I was thinking, how can I go to the prostitute? How can I speak the language? I don't, I don't know the language. But when I was willing to go, I told God, if you want to use me, use me. Today you see, the Manjula's life is changed because a person was willing to go to that area, to walk on those street, bring the people to the, remove the, take the people out from the, the snatch of devil and give them the life. The verse which we have read in, uh, in Matthew chapter, 20, 30, chapter 9, 38, it says that please pray, pray, that God will send His worker to His harvest field. The harvest field is not ours. It's a God's harvest field. And it is our privilege if God will choose us as His faithful servant to go to His harvest field and to take care of His people. And the Bible, and the Jesus Christ said to his disciple, let us pray to our God. Maybe God is speaking to any one of you. It is not necessary that you stand and just run to go. Maybe it's your mind, you are thinking that, oh, God is calling me to Florida because it's the weather is very nice. I need to go there, or I need to go to the place where the language is spoken. No, that is not. Today, if God is speaking to any one of you who want to be a worker for his harvest field, I want Bible says the Jesus Christ just pray. What is the meaning of that? Just kneel down. Raise your hand up and just say Lord, here I am. If you want to use me for your harvest, send me where you want me to go. If we will do that, I'm sure God is going to bless us. Our God is a wonderful Father. I know I, when I was a teenager, I had many dreams. I had things which I wanted to do in my life. But today, on this pulpit, I'm standing here and I will say, what in this 28 years of my life what I got it when I said yes Lord send me what I got it I would have not got if I would have been a big man earning big money or in a big position I'm a satisfied person filled with the love of Jesus Christ and want to share that love of Jesus Christ pray that God will send you to his harvest field, to his people. And this time I will call Pastor Nathaniel to please come.
2: Arun, I didn't realize you were going to abandon me up here. (laughs) There are moments when, in the life of a church, when the Holy Spirit works in a specific way to bring about specific answers to the will of the Father. And I just sense that this is one of those moments. And when we talk about the surrender to to God, of saying, here I am, send me, we don't always know, as Arun shared, where that send will be. Sometimes we have an idea, and so we have a certain picture of what it is. So maybe Maybe that picture for some of you is like, oh, that's um, that call to be sent is for someone younger than I am. That's for people that are at, you know, kids, junior high, high school age, or maybe young adults. That surrender to be sent. We don't know the mission field. We don't know where it's going to be. The harvest is all around us. And so there's a renewed call this morning to all of us. To say, here am I, send me. Because the harvest is great. So we don't, maybe you do know actually, maybe you have been resistant because you know where God wants to send you and where he has called to send you or into what he has called you and you are resisting that. So some of you may know, others of us, we may not, we have a preconceived idea, but we don't know what the Lord might want to do through us. So we're going to take about a minute in silence and listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to what he's saying and ask him to give us the same heart for the harvest that Jesus had and that Jesus has. That when he saw the crowds, he was compassionate because they were harassed and helpless. So let's be in silence for a moment.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's message. One way you can connect further with First Friends Church is through our website, firstfriends.org. There, you can learn about our equip groups as well as our upcoming events for all ages. On Sundays, we gather at 9 and 10.30 a.m., and we'd love to see you there. Have a great week!